We're rolling. Ride the wagon. The Leafs are the wagon. We're back. Let's go. This is Dubis's team. And nothing but smiles. Wow. Wow. That was a game. (laughs) That was what we're talking about. All of Leafs Nation, exhale, take a breath. This is what it feels like to be happy. Hold on to this moment. It's been a couple what days. A game. Been a couple days since the last podcast where morale was maybe a little low. And I spent yesterday mostly sad. And then today I think I spiraled. And I blame you guys for uh, supporting the spiraling. I'm questioning people's jobs. I'm questioning who the goalie should be. I'm questioning the team. And here comes the Leafs tonight with a goal in what? I mean, they scored uh, uh, 47 seconds into the game, and this baby was over. This baby was over from the second the puck dropped. A 7-2 to victory in Toronto at the bank. And it was rocking. Tampa Bay yeah. is walking back to Tampa with their tail between their legs, hoping that Toronto slips up because they might have just got some momentum to close out this series and send. Well, it's so funny because we all we all kind of we were we were saying it right that last year we put it up big in game one and Tampa came right back and. You know, you can't judge the whole series on game one. Same thing. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me. I, I cannot even begin to explain how the same team that played on Tuesday night, if you could call that playing, was the same team that was here playing tonight. It was just wildly different. Some of the puck battles we were winning, some of the box outs we were giving in front of the net, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that this is the same group of 20 guys that are out there doing this because it didn't look like the same guys. Yeah. And even just like, like the, I mean, the power play is working on, on Tuesday power play is great tonight. The penalty kill doing its job, like aggressive. It's like, we were such pylons on Tuesday. And then it's like, Oh, do the things that we did for 10 months and good things happen. Yeah. Well, a seven, two victory. Good things happened. The, maybe the most important guy who bounced back tonight too is Ilya Samsonov, right? Who had, I don't know, maybe his worst start of the year um, yep. in, in the game on Tuesday night. And he comes out tonight uh, with a killer performance. Didn't even let in a goal until I think the second period. There were plenty of chances. He was sharp. He, You could tell he was, I don't know, maybe a little more dialed in, especially controlling those rebounds and just felt like, I don't know, he looked more comfortable in the net tonight. Um and and you hope that was, can continue that, that. to me that was the most important one like we have lots of guys who could score we have like nine nhl defensemen if things aren't working there's stuff we could switch around there but it's wild how much traction the idea was getting of joseph wall possibly getting in here to start playoff games that if samsonov falters again if he doesn't play well in game two there was a chance that we'd be seeing joseph wall there we were even saying in our in our chat earlier today if Murray was healthy, he would be the one starting tonight. And it, it's wild that we're at this point where we're panicking so much that we're thinking about putting a guy who's played like 10 NHL games 
in for game three of a do or die series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And no, you're right. I, I don't think we were actually that serious. Like we had to, well, we mentioned absolutely. it because like, no, you're so wrong to, if Samsonov came out and sucked this game, absolutely, absolutely. It would be in the conversation that Joseph Wall would be starting game. Oh, if he, if maybe, he but not for game this. two. Yeah. No, I, well, not for game two. I know I'm saying for game three, if, if he sucked again, if, cause this could have gone the other way. Samsonov could have sucked this game. And then it would, it's wild what those conversations would have been like that. We would have been at that point, but I, he started tonight like everyone thought he would, and he held the door. He he didn't need to play great, but he made the saves that he needed to. He didn't let Tampa get back into this game. He didn't give up a timely goal to give Tampa any sort of momentum, and we won the game. No buckets of sweat required. I, I, I think uh, where I was spiraling and where Ryan, I, I still I blame you. Tim was too busy working today at work. Um <laughs> <laughs> you 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 were entertaining me bringing up the discussion of Sammy Smiles not playing it's because he had a bad game on Tuesday and then the stories come back into the fold of like this is the stories coming back into the fold for the YouTube audience they're coming back in of you know Sammy Smiles and his past playoff lack of success a 1 in 7 record or a sub 900 save percentage and, it, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe this guy isn't the guy for the playoffs where yeah. if Matt Murray were healthy. I mean, he, the guy's got two cups. He, you know, he's got those, he's got that history, but I think, I don't know. I'm back. I'm back on the Sammy smiles bandwagon, especially at this team in front of him is playing like they were. And yeah, it's really not something we need to discuss that much. Cause it's just, it's irrelevant. He, he silenced the critics. He silenced me. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the conversation's uh, done. Someone's name we do have to mention on the pod because he carried us tonight. The captain, John Tavares. <laughs> People say like, oh, maybe is John Tavares washed up? Is he not able to play center anymore? Is he over the hill? I know somebody who called him and his line beads. He <laughs> called him beads before the game I'm started. pulling it up on my phone. The things I said about John Tavares today. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed in him because he's healthy this year. And I didn't like how he didn't just like take over the game on Tuesday in any way. And I just feel like if you're the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, when the team's not going, you still need to be that guy that's going. And I didn't feel that from John Tavares on Tuesday. Well, yeah, tonight he actually shut me up. So I'm going to just see ya. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, Steven, you're right in all of your criticisms. Because, one, he wasn't there in game one, nor with any of the Leafs. But even you go back to the series last year, he wasn't pushing as much as we really needed him to, as much as you need your $11 million center to be pushing play. And he was part of the reason why we didn't win last year. He wasn't necessarily the lead factor, but he wasn't pushing play. Like you need a guy like that to be pushing play tonight. He's playing on a wing or centering a line with Nylander and Kerfoot. We were all livid at the idea of going back to a Tavares Nylander Kerfoot line. Cause we know that hasn't worked in the past. For some reason, tonight, they decided to make it work. All three of them looked fine. I thought Willie was flying up there. There was one play where Kerfoot just missed the open net, and I was dying. (laughs) This is classic Kerfoot. I was mad at that one, too. I was like, what that, that, you know, I, I don't know. But then sometimes when I say the mean things about the guys on the ice, you used to have them with Engball all the time, then they'd score that night. But I'm just like, yeah. why is he giving Kerfoot that puck? I, I still don't know that 
I agree with the decision uh, that Kerfoot needs to be the guy on that second line left wing, but you're right at work tonight. And the fact that they moved, I feel like the, the lines as a whole looked great. I guess we should explain too, for those that maybe just weren't tracking or whatever, you listen to the pod, the Leafs after the Michael Bunting suspension, which we'll get to later, shifted the line. So they moved Callie Yarncrook up to the top line uh, with Matthews and Marner. That looked great. That's looked great for a lot of the season. That was a, a fine decision. But the big shift was moving Ryan O'Reilly, who was our second line center, down to the third line and just becoming a, a bit more of a deep team. Um, and moving, yeah, Alex Kerfoot off to that wing and then bringing in Matthew Nyes on the third line left wing and Nola Chari on the, on the third line right wing. So just like maybe a lineup that, I don't know, it didn't have that two first line feels, although tonight it did. Um, but it certainly felt like three first lines. It's a deeper, it's a deeper group. And I don't know. I, I like the look tonight. I'm fine with them going with that, like, like going forward with that. I still thought that it just seemed too early to make that change, but we won. I don't, we might, maybe we wouldn't have won if we made that change. So Keith wins again today. I'm, I'm Keith wrong is... about everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> hey, I'm wrong. If, if you're fine being wrong if it means the Leafs win. Um, yeah, no. So Matthew, Matthew Nyes uh, entered tonight's game, first NHL playoff game. And I thought he, once again, looked like he belonged. I mean, I don't know what he did. Maybe he trampled uh, Eric Furlat's garden on his way in. The refs had it in for him. That second penalty they gave him, horrendous. Like, give the kid a break. Well, and the fr- the first but, one was pretty light as well. I mean, the, the broadcast, know. right? It was a hook, and they're like, oh, they got the rookie with the hook here. You'll see him hook. Uh, uh, well, it's a uh, light call, it, but, like, that's the broadcast there. Um, yeah, two penalties for Nyes. I, I don't think that's going to hurt him getting back into the lineup, but he looked great. He looked great. He had a couple really nice plays. Like where when he like pulled the power move on the defenseman to cut to the front of the net, like that's what we need. Well, this that's is what, what we were need. talking about on the last podcast. We were saying that he's the guy who who creates, right? He's not the guy who needs to be on a line with other superstar players to feed him the puck. He, you said it's him. That play, you could see it. He does seize an opportunity, makes a play happen, and creates a scoring chance. And other than the two penalties that he took, I don't think that there was any other moment in this game where I was throwing my arms up in the air thinking, yeah. like, what is this kid doing? Rookie mistake, giving it away. Like, he was fine. He was responsible when he was with the puck. He didn't make any ill-advised pitches. He might have had an error and mispass there, but who doesn't have those every now and then? And I noticed him offensively. I thought he looked real good. With O'Reilly and Achari, I liked that line. It, it was just, it was all good, all roses for Matthew Nyes, other than I guess two penalties. He had a, he had two takeaways tonight as well, in the offensive zone. Like, you know, everybody's skating the one way, he snags that puck and creates a play. Like, how sweet it must be to be Matthew Nyes, your fourth ever NHL game, and you're wearing the blue at the bank against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs. Like, is this guy just going to like head straight to the NHL? No cup of coffee in the AHL. He's just like an NHL <laughs> player. He, like he's already better than Michael Bunting. Like he's, well, he's just hold like, on. let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit here because if we've learned anything from game one, it's that you can't throw the whole thing on a one game sample size I would say, here. Also, if we've learned anything from Nick Robertson last year, who actually scored in the playoffs, the guy has, I mean, Matthew Nye's, I don't know if Nick Robertson had injury issues before getting to the Leafs, but um, 
if Matthew Nyes can stay healthy, I think he, he kid has a bright future in the NHL. Like well, any lineup be, we the the, the, the key difference between Matthew Nyes though and, and Nick Robertson is I don't know. About six inches. Six, six inches. <laughs> Give me a break. That guy's a horse out there. You see him behind the yeah, net. He's, good. he's standing up against NHL defensemen and he's the big man. He's the big man on the ice. I love him. I well, what love will be the test, though, is when we go back to Tampa for game three and four. We've had the the matchups. We can put out who we want having home ice advantage there. But now we're going back down to, to Tampa, and Cooper's going to have that matchup. And it'll be interesting to see how protected Keith tries to get Nyes, or does he let him just roll the lines out there? Like it, it, It's a different side of the coin when you, you don't have home ice advantage. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. I... I think though more th- with the line matching, like Matthew Nyes is my biggest concern. It's more the D pairs and it's more them targeting Justin Hall, which is what it feels like. Um, Justin I mean, Hall though, he's a shutdown guy. He's the, Justin Hall was able to shut down McDavid in half the games we play. Okay, we're not playing McDavid though. He had a t- he has a tough job. You're right, but there's some plays tonight where I just. They're different players, but you just wonder, are the Leafs better off with Timothy Liljegren in there? Because um, he's just had a couple of spots where he's looked rough. He's not using his body. You know, he's, uh, um, and I get it. He's got a tough job. And like, I'm not a pro defenseman analyst here, but it just, it just feels like if the Tampa Bay Lightning are picking or are targeting a defenseman uh, that they want to go against and get the right matchups against it, it's Justin Hall and Mark Giordano right now. Could be. Yeah. I I mean, they, there have been times where, like, the you see the, the failure to clear the defenseman out, out from the front of the net. Um, though I, I don't think that's a dynamic that Lilligren necessarily, like, adds yeah, to our team. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. Um, like, and he, the, he's well, definitely, like, the next one up. Like, De- Gustafson definitely doesn't add that either, I don't think. No. And, and, um, and I'm, prob- I'm probably overreacting, you know. Um, I, I mean, there was, yeah, it's... You, you you can't have it all, and you're right. He's got a tough job out there. Um, I to me, I thought that Hall was in this game. The first game it was a disaster, but you can say that about a lot of our players. In this game, I thought it was more stereotypical Hall. He was brutal when he has the puck. Like he didn't see it; he has no idea what to do with that thing. But when he doesn't have the puck, he's making some nice block shots. He was standing in the right spot. He's getting in the way of passes. That's what you expect from Hall, and I I thought he did a good job at that. I. I wouldn't be calling for Hall to come out of the lineup for game three. I, I don't think that they'll make any changes for game three after a performance like that. No, definitely no, no changes to the lineup. I don't think, um, I, I particularly, good. I mean, I what it'll, what will be interesting is if, so Victor Hedman skated at practice this morning for the Tampa Bay lightning, uh, Victor Hedman left game one halfway through with a mysterious injury. that we still don't really know anything about. He did not play tonight. Victor Hedman, obviously a huge part of that team. Um, unknown if he's going to play game three or not. Uh, I think every like every game that Victor Hedman does not play becomes a must-win game for the Leafs. Like that's a huge. It can't even be overstated how much of an impact he has on that on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could really see it this game. Like him and Chernak both weren't playing, which is basically over half the talent on their blue line that was just not on the ice, and. Those seven goals didn't make themselves. Like we we kind of had our way in the offensive zone. They kind of they couldn't stop the cycle. 
we were great at getting eyes and or bodies in front of Vasilevsky's eyes. And it's uh, you're right, Tim. Like it, when Hedman comes back, because there's no way that Hedman is going to sit out the rest of these series. I'm surprised he wasn't in this game. If he's good enough to be on the ice, get him out there. Like, like Hedman at 50 percent is better than the defense than they replaced him with. It, so it is. It, I, yeah, it yeah. is interesting. It is interesting. I don't know. We don't know what it is. Like, right. What, what tweet, what did he tweak that he even left no. the game the other night? So we'll see, but I'm not, I hope he's okay. I'm not complaining that much though. I mean, I I'll take wins any way I can get them. And, uh, he can be okay in two weeks too, after we send him packing. Uh, I'd like to unveil a, a new segment. We're, we're just kind of winging it here. It's a, a late night oh pod here. Um, this is just a segment of the podcast where I give Tim the opportunity to just kind of yell. So Michael Bunting received a three-game suspension for his illegal hit to the head of Eric Chernak on Tuesday night. Um, we'll call it a three-and-a-half game suspension because he was ejected for half of a playoff game as well. Tim, go ahead and sound off. Oh, my goodness. It is a joke. George Perro is making a joke of a mockery of the NHL player safety. It's ridiculous. You look at the games in the playoffs, usually they're worth double than the regular season. No other suspension the whole regular series got more than three games. And this little bump from Michael Bunting gets three. George Perez is this, like, I don't know if he has the, uh, uh, what he has against the Leafs. But every single time, it's like, okay, you get one for being on the Leafs, one for being Michael Bunting, and one because I'm an idiot and, and missed Matt Dumba's suspension the last game. It's ridiculous. Granted, like, if they call that consistently, fine. But, the, you know, you look at the same plays that were missed last night, and there were, like, five hits more dangerous than what Michael Bunting did. Nothing. Not even a fine. It, it, so, so you're telling me that there was not... Oh, thank you, by the way, Tim. Bravo. I hey, you made full you. use of that of that segment. Well done. Oh, it's ready at all times. Uh, so you're telling me there was not a suspension the whole regular season longer than three games? No, three games is it. And so that's basically here? saying the hit from Michael Bunting last night was as bad as anything we saw in the whole regular season. All... Not even factoring in that playoff games usually worth double when it comes to Preston. Not that Paros cares about Preston at all when it comes to the Leafs. It's ridiculous. For, and for our guys, yeah, first first suspension, first ever, ever suspension, non repeat offender, and he throws the book at him. It's all it's the same thing he did like when Austin Matthews got suspended. Maybe maybe a fine gave him two games or when Jason Spezza was suspended, like absolute joke of an organization. It's like, yes, we know the Leafs get you talking. And so it's like he just wants to make the news. He's as bad as these referees that want to like make, become the star of the show. It's like, dude, your career is over. No one wants to ever talk, talk or hear about you again. Fade <laughs> into the distance, please. If I had 250000 sitting in the bank, I would go to a public newspaper and sound off on the on this guy if you know if it would uh not in uh, endanger you think it's like the leafs that like that publicly embarrassed him like rangers are never getting a suspension going against them ever again but still i bet you it felt real good putting out that official statement earlier Tim, the year. sound bite is over no <laughs> keep going even, let him cook. fall i thought we were gonna get through the podcast without even talking about it and then he said well, like, we need to talk about it michael bunting's out in the lineup three games is not the is, lineup pretty insane what what i will if i was saying i would there, appeal it there's no basis for saying for getting three games like he's still gonna sit out the three games but like at the very least like have a, a neutral arbitrator look at this and say oh yeah george paris was off his rocker all right all right all right, all right. listen <laughs> three games 
is totally fine for this. It's hit. not. In fact, in fact, I, if they gave him five games, I would say that's fine. It's a stupid hit. I don't want it in the game. I don't want players like that in the game. I am totally okay with the suspension. What is stupid and what is incredibly frustrating is exactly what you alluded to, Tim, that these hits are just let go all the time. All the time. Worse hits like this, one game (laughs) or a fine. It's, It's wild how inconsistent it is. However, it's wild how consistently... The Leaf players get ridiculous suspension lengths compared to all other teams in the league. It's, Every it's, team. It is so frustrating because I, I have no problem with it. I hate it. I think it's so dumb. I am more than okay with Michael Bunting not playing again for the rest of these playoffs. I think it's so dumb that that guy's out there recklessly ruining this team's yeah. chances of winning with hits like that. But but for George Paris and his organization – to look at that and say, of all the hits that have happened over the past 82 games, this one is twice as bad as all the others for a player who has never been suspended. If anything, I think he was fined once. It's it is a super joke. It's super frustrating. It I don't know. Tim said the rest. Nothing else needs to be said, but it's super dumb. Well, I there if there's one factor though of it that you guys are all forgetting, it's that. There was a hearing, okay? This wasn't just like a, a a jury silently in the room and then coming out with their decision. Michael Bunting, who we've seen his relationship with the officials, the general <laughs> public of the NHL this season, I wouldn't put it past him one bit to be in this hearing and then say, like, those zebras don't know a thing. <laughs> what? Make it three games. Make it three games, Peros, you moron. Okay. I wouldn't put it past him. That might be you're what happened. Wrong. Actually, yeah, that might be worth it, though. Well, wait. if I was in the room with George, <laughs> it's like if you're going to get, he said, I'm going to suspend it anyways. I'm going to milk this thing for all it's worth and sound off. All right. Uh, let, let's bring it back here. That's enough Michael Bunting talk because he's gone. He's not coming he's back gone. until game five. At Well, yeah, I guess game five. If we win there, the next three games, game five. Michael Bunting's not coming in. Well, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But for the game that just happened, the game we're just coming out of, we had seven goals. Austin Matthews scored zero of them. Concerned? Don't care? He played great? Where are you guys at with that? Not concerned. I, he had he had a, a handful of really great chances tonight. Um, it's not it's not like my favorite, but no, I'm not I'm not too concerned yet. Um, but what you want though is like you want your best player to clearly be your best player in the playoffs, right? Just like every other team kind of has. And so you just kind of want to see Austin Matthews for his like development of the super duper star and the $15 million man that he wants to be. I want to see that out of him. Um, Yeah, that's it. Here's why I'm concerned. Every game he doesn't score, it's just going to become more of a story. And maybe I'm contributing to this story, bringing it up. But if you get to game three and he doesn't score and game four and he doesn't score, it just becomes more of a thing and it gets more in his head. And then the media is going to start asking him, why haven't you scored? Like if we lost this game, you know, two to one, because we didn't score six goals. Absolutely. You guys would be singing a different tune and saying like, Matthews needs to step it up. He's the best player. He's not showing. He hasn't been the best player on the ice in two games. Now he should be the best game 
player on the ice in both of those games and he's not doing it. So I watch these other teams and their best players like Braden Point is the best player on the ice for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, that's actually Corey Perry, Ryan. Corey all right, Perry. all right. We'll talk about him in a second here. But oh, like these not. other teams have their best players being their best players. We need Matthews just to, I, I don't even want it to get to the point where it's a monkey on his back or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Just like get the one on the board so that it's not a thing anymore. Then it's going to be so much easier to get at number two and number three. Like Tavares is already at three. Give me a break. I, I just want him to get the one so that it doesn't become a thing. That's where I'm at. He, he's uh, it in his defense a little bit too. I mean, he's going up against Anthony Sorelli, who's one of the premier defensive centers in the league. His job's not easy. I, if anything, I'm more shocked that the Leafs have scored four, maybe five power play goals this series, and he hasn't been the big gun on any of them. Um, yep. I don't know. Maybe some of the decision making. I don't know. I mean, there was that that time tonight that Austin Matthews kicked back on defense so that uh. Justin Hall could take a shift down below the paint. <laughs> like what's right. going on? Um, he, he played fine this game. Like, I don't think he had a bad game or anything, but I want him to take it over. I, like if, if he doesn't score in game three, it's starting to become a thing. So I, I want him to score. Yeah. It's like, you ever watch an Edmonton game and watch dry side McDavid. That's the levels that this guy, if he wants to be the that's best right. in the world, like that's, that's the guys you're competing with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Ryan, you're hundred percent right. If they had lost tonight, Totally different story. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't be playing with Mitch Marner. Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't change I, I don't think we need any lineup changes. He's just got to score. But, uh, Tim, you brought it up. Corey Perry. He's the worst. We all agree. Yep. Let's not pollute the airways with his name. I have nothing to say about him. I hate that. I hate that he's so good. Um, and I hate that he's getting them against Leafs. us only. Well, it's sort of against. I, I got Leafs great thing. enjoyment from, uh, you know, 20,000 people in the bank. All screaming, Perry, you suck. That was pretty fun. How about how about the the guy in the the yellow hoodie that got kicked out of the yeah. game for trying to climb the the glass tonight? What Nobody a jabroni! Yeah, I don't know what those tickets cost. I know what we've paid to sit upper bowl. That man's a moron. <laughs> That's a down payment for a house that you just That's lost. Right. You missed half the game because you had to climb the boards. <laughs> Right. And he was acting That's like right. he's like having his buddies like, oh, dude, you got to hold me back. I'm going to go at him. What are you talking about? <laughs> that guy just downed. Who is the? Oh, no, wait. He's the one who had the fight with uh, Gio. That was a nice fight. No. Who did he fight? Tonight? There are no nice fights in this game. No, wait. That, I don't know. There was a handful of. I, I like the, the Leafs. Game. The Leafs did give in to Tampa at the end of the game when they're getting the scrum. Shen was fighting and. I remember it was the second fight, but like, what are you doing? You're winning like seven to two. Don't give in to these guys. Don't break your hand. I don't want any of that stuff. You could do that when it's a tight game. You're trying to send a message and like, that's fine. It's part of the game. But when it's seven two, you're only helping them. It wasn't worth it. I was kind of disappointed in that early penalty that Jake McCabe took. I think it was second penalty of the game. Um, I was disappointed in the ref. Well, it it was dumb because like, you know, Perry was kind of like gearing up like, all right, yeah, we're going to fight. Let's go. You know, and then Jake McCabe gives him a pop and Corey Perry's like, oh, what did you just do? But that's that's the game within the game. Right. And you can't be letting him. Well, that's immediately like that. after Perry snows Samson off. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. That guy's disgusting. There's, He's a disgusting human being. 
If they, I'm just saying, Dumb if they had scored, it, it really led to momentum for the Leafs because they had killed off another great. Um, uh, they had their penalty kill had a great shift, but anyway. Well, let's the talk game about the penalty the kill for a second because I feel like of all the things, other than maybe Samsonov, the penalty kill was the widest variance from game one to game two. We were great this game on the penalty kill. We were aggressive. We were cutting off passes, clearing the zone, like standing, like boxing out the net. Everything that we did all season that led to a, a our yeah. decent penalty kill that we did not do at all in game one, we stepped up and did it in game two. And that's what you need to do. Tampa's power play looks so good, so good in game one. To an equal extent, they just didn't look like they had it this game. And I think part of that was our penalty kill. Yeah. Well, time will tell in game three which uh, which power play, whether it's the power play that triumphs or the penalty kill keeps up. But game three will be a big one. Like that. Like I think I feel like both game. Like I'm sure Tampa said like they weren't on their game tonight. Um, and so game three is going to be the statement game about which teams the the real deal and which ones are the pretenders that are inconsistent. A a, yeah. I mean. Let's just, steal back home team advantage. A massive, massive game um, coming up on Saturday. Because you're right. Both teams have had a game that they got lit up for seven goals. And, you know, the Leafs were, I felt like, angry coming into the night. I mean, Tampa Bay is angry tomorrow, are going to be angry on Saturday. So, ugh, a big so what, deal. So what are, what are you looking for? Game three in Tampa. What's your key to the game if I was a broadcast? I, I'm going to say the first period. I am so sick of giving up the first goal a minute into the game. I want them coming out like they did this game and say, like, we are getting the first goal full stop. We are setting the tone. Let Tampa play catch up. I want to see them that play the good first period. I like it. I, I think it's just something to continue is, from something they did tonight is let's play smart. Let's not bunting this thing up. And let's keep out of the box because I mean, the Leafs looked great night and day different than they did the other night. But right now for the two games, the team that took a crap load of penalties each game got lit up for seven goals. Right. And, um, I, I just, we're going to have a different referee crew and it feels like every night it's going to be different, but that was so frustrating. I don't want to see that again. So let's cool out on the game within the game. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's for me. It for me. I, I'm I'm going to give it to Matthews. I already said it, but I, I want him to score. I just want him to score a goal or multiple goals next game and to really set the tone that he's arrived. Although before we move on, like game and our star players were all great tonight. Morgan Riley had a great game. I think he had four assists this game. That's what we need more of. More assists, more goals. Uh, in short, every player on the Maple Leafs is good in Ryan's book, except for Austin Matthews. That's, listen, he his bar is higher than everyone else's, and he didn't clear it tonight. That's all I'm saying. All right, we wrapping up? Yep, wrapping up until like Saturday. Do you guys think there's more talent from Arizona on the Maple Leafs than on the Arizona hockey team? <laughs> I kind of think so. Without a doubt. Austin Matthews. There's almost more people on the Maple Leafs than are in the entire building that the Arizona Coyotes played in this season. Arizona with the stray bullets at the end of the Leafs cast. 